Hello there, hellish Havoc Hound listeners. This week, we have a special episode for you. It's the 28th episode, so you know what that means. We got some surprises in store for you. We're flipping the script, we're putting him on the couch, I'm taking the big seat, and we're gonna go for this ride. Just a reminder, we always have our lovely comedy things happening in Augusta. We have our Thursday open mic at Joe's, 9.30 at all times. We have our January 9th coming up. Lachette Noir is hosting comedy workshops starting at 3 p.m. every Sunday. And January 15th, a brand new Comics with Attitude show hosted by EJ Mack. You might have seen him on a couple other episodes. Um, Havoc will be performing as well. So you guys take a chance, get out there, come support your local comedy, and I hope you enjoy. Are you experiencing relationship problems? Have you and your partner been on the rocks lately? Has life in your polypod been less than perfect? Maybe couples therapy is just an absolute nightmare. Well, if you've answered yes to any of these, you can benefit from yoga. At Goldilocks Lifestyle, I can personally help you increase your flexibility to the point where your mouth can reach your own genitals. And trust me, once you can do that, all your relationships can go out the window. For private lessons, follow and DM me on Instagram at Goldilocks, that's G-O-L underscore D underscore L-O-X. I teach all forms of yoga, including pole, aerial silks, and many more. So if you're sick of the old ball and chain, break free and take care of your own ball and chain for now imagine you are tripping absolute dick on mushrooms. I guess I need to pick it up with my own butthole. <laughs> Asking such deep questions. Kinda. What kind of spread you want? The usual. With the butt cheeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, starting it out gross as usual. So, for those who don't know. You don't know, now you know. Now. Now. You know. Um, we're doing a tarot reading. To use. So, we're going to do the three card. That's to use. Past, present, future, aka Oracle.
What are you, uh, what are you reading? Oh, okay. So the Spirit Song three-card oracle reading. This is a past, present, future reading that will help you provide a more in-depth answer. Listen to your intuition and be receptive to the guidance being offered. Be sure that your question is clear and precise. Left to right, the cards represent one, two, and three. Your first card is your mind, your past energy, the background history of the issue. Your second card, your body, your present energy, the obstacle in resolving the issue. Third card, your spirit, your future, recommendations for resolution of the issue. So it's an issue or it's a question? You can ask a question. You're looking for guidance. Mm -hmm. So that is where you form your question. And then that is getting through the question is how an issue is phrased, I think, in this book. So, but I could just ask a question, kind of. Yeah. Like a... Hmm. Yeah, because, like, it could be just your mind, body, and spirit, or your past, present, and future energies, or the background history of an issue, the obstacle of the issue, the recommendations for resolving the issue. So, depending on which one of those kind of fits each card for you. Sure. If any cards jump out, put them aside. Or seem like they don't want to go in the deck when you're shuffling. Feel free to twist and turn as you feel fit. Hmm. Uh-oh. Does that mean that whole pile? No. Okay. Good. I think that was just a fumble. All right. I'm gonna stop shuffling there. Okay. I'll let you place them however you want. Oh, I just place them on the... Mm -hmm. You can order and place them however you want for this. There we are. Two cards have fallen out of the deck. It's going to be, so I'm going to read to you, so okay. we're going to be mirrored. This is your first, second, third. Okay. So remember, first is mind, second is body, third is spirit, or past, present, and future, or background of an issue, obstacle, and recommendations for a resolution. Okay. Alrighty, so first card, we are flipping. This is the Five of Crystals. We have a beautiful ladybug presented with gorgeous purple, pink, and blue hues in her spots and in the background. In like a crystal cave too. Mm-hmm, she's cool. surrounded by them. And if you can see, it's got five crystals I see in the picture. that, yeah. And on the ladybug, there are five crystals. Mm -hmm. Instead of black dots, the dots are crystals. That's pretty dope. This is the Spirit Song Tarot Deck by Paulina Cassidy. Yeah, it's a really good one. So. I love it. It's so me. Yeah, for sure. It's like all adorable animals and bugs and wildlife. It's, the, uh, it's a druid deck, mm -hmm. basically. Scroll, scroll, scroll. 
and it is nope it's right side up so. yep because my perspective right yep okay feathers crystals five of crystals the ladybug persistence and new possibilities a guardian of wishes fulfilled ladybug deserve delivers luck and protection she's savvy and illuminating the spirit during times of stress and worry laced with the energies of renewal ladybug is your guide in des designing a path for a new newfound happiness realign yourself with what you need to in order to move upward and onward and new opportunities will present themselves Take time to review what you want in life and believe that you can achieve it. Persistence during challenging times, finding strength, new possibilities, a turning point. So that can be your mind, your past energy, or the background history of the issue. Okay. Am I and supposed that, to say what the question was? I mean, you can if you want. So not a lot of people do, I feel like, but... Okay. Well, we'll leave it off air then. Okay. And that was the only card that did not jump out for you. Okay. That is... Right, that was from the deck. Mm-hmm. Eight, Eight of, crystals. of crystals. Ooh, I think that's the bison. Let's Dedication. See. Progress. Yes, it's a very trippy-looking bison. Am I allowed to move them? Nope, it's a buffalo. Yeah, you can move them. Okay. okay. Just gonna pick it up and look at it. Super duper trippy design on the side of the. You said it's a buffalo. Mm -hmm. Eight crystals in front of it. He's walking through a um, a field of some kind. Very nice blues and purples and whatnot. It's just like the other card of crystals. And like I said, it's just dedication and progress. So. What is the, um... The card? Yep. So this is your second card. This is your body, your present energy, the obstacle in resolving the issue. Eight of Crystals, Buffalo. Dedication and progress. Strong and stable, Buffalo walks his sacred path, embarking upon his journey with dedication. He's devoted to putting all of his efforts into reaching his destination. Buffalo is full of steam ahead on his road to glory and his commitment to proving to be worthwhile is proving to be worthwhile he's here to remind you that even if your work seems tedious just keep going be adaptable develop your craft and plan your moves with vigilance and care know that you will be met with success <sighs> oh it's just getting uh, getting the uh, hitting hard uh -huh, for your sure. career <laughs> Effort, dedication, progress, confidence, adaptability, mm. craftsmanship, and strength. Okay. That is the current present moment, a.k.a. your body in the obstacle to resolve the issue. Not to resolve the issue, but in resolving. You issue. don't say. And that one was a jumper, so. You don't Jump say. cards. It is a more, if it's reversed, typically, if it's reversed to the person who's getting their tarot read, it means, instead of the reversed message, a stronger meaning of the original message, well, at least for this deck. Well, this one's right side up, mm -hmm. so. so it's... But it is still a jumper. Yes, it is a jumper. 
All right, now we were on the third one, which is a gorgeous colorful giraffe. The three of acorns, foresight, and exploration. Mm. We have. I got foresight on my future card. That mm-hmm. seems good. There is exactly three acorns in here. They are very crudely drawn, but I love how they're crudely drawn because it gives it that trippy effect. And it almost looks like there's a peacock person in the corner with uh, some pretty rainbow feathering. And then a bunch of flowers. And instead of all the spots being brown, they're blue with like kind of a mandala paisley pattern on the inside. And the giraffe is looking straight forward at you. So this is also right side up. Yeah. So this is your spirit, your future, and recommendations for resolving the issue. Three of acorns. That is up in the front. Giraffe. Foresight and exploration. With the gift of higher perception, giraffe can spot what lies over the horizon. The fundamental fundamental segment of a venture has been realized, and from her standpoint, fresh opportunities are being revealed. The wheels have been set in motion, and momentum is building. Optimism will carry you a long way, and your potential for productivity is favorable. Set your sights on the path ahead, and thoughtfully consider where your life is headed. Carry your vision forward. Be open to the new perspectives. Foresight, exploration, self-confidence... Development, expansion, power, and achievement. Well, shit. I like this reading for you. I do, too. I and like I think it. you probably know what it's about. I know exactly about. what it's about. Yes, yeah. I know exactly what it's about. If you want to share, you are more than welcome, because I feel like this is a good platform that you can share well, this with. Well, I asked the question specifically that I asked, because I was kind of being snarky and... That's okay. Be sassy. I like Being my deck. It's very bit of a dick about honest. It. But I was like, ha ha ha, deal with this tarot deck. What is my purpose? <laughs> okay. Alright. And then the tarot deck is like, hey, um, you're kind of on track. And just like, Stick you can already, you already know where you're headed. You can already foresee the future a little bit of like, just persist dedicate yourself to it and as tedious as it seems isn't that what the second one said as tedious Mm -hmm. as it seems just keep going away at that's and that was the one for the present which is currently a very tedious time for uh that was the buffalo the buffalo is the present Mm -hmm. but yes you're right right. that's what i'm saying okay i thought you were talking about the draft um but yeah i like this a lot yep and I like the recommendations, too. That's a very good, um, it's like higher perception. So, foresight stands out to me. And I didn't really see self-confidence as much as I, I saw self-achievement. And I feel like that is what stands out for that one for me, for you. Make sure you send that to me, please. Yep. Hi, baby. You playing with your toy? Um. Yeah. You're so cute. 
So yeah, have you thought of uh, thought of some interview questions? Oh yeah, I already have. Okay. I already have. This concludes our tarot reading for Monsieur Havoc. <laughs> <sighs> Gorgeous! I yeah, like these was, readings today. I did like it. it and your jumpers. This happened with me, happened with Corey, and happened with you. Your jumpers that jumped out when I laid the cards back down for the final picture were the only two that lined up. What do you mean lined up? The other one lined up too, I thought. Physically the lined up. These two oh. did. When I sent them back down, I don't think about those things on purpose. Yeah. Because I want to see like what else my deck's gonna show me. Right. This is a very, like, when I started shuffling this deck and opened it, it's a very what feels right deck mm -hmm. for me, and I like it. I like it. I mean, it. ever since the first time you saw it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Ever since the first time yeah. I saw it, I knew it was for you. Oh, yeah. So gorgeous. It really is. Definitely a fucking druid deck. For sure. The back of the deck says Spirit Song Tarot energizes the cards of traditional tarot with the majestic beauty and wisdom of 78 animals that have been called upon to help guide you on your life journey. Paulina Cassidy's exquisite artwork invites you to connect to the spirit of each animal, specifically selected based upon shaman shamanic Symbolism, spirit song merges each animal's unique power with the classic tarot practices. The four spirit song suits are acorns for wands, fire, wands or fire, feathers for swords and air, shells for cups and water, and crystals for coins and earth. Nice. Yeah. 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 I like this deck. I, I love it. Love it. Fucking phenomenal. It's Every single reading has been spot the fuck on, unless I'm confused. If I'm confused while fucking going through just shuffling in general, it's like, hey, get your head on straight first and then come back. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Every time I've done or had a tarot reading done, it's been pretty accurate. Just like a lot of, um, a lot of times that I've read horoscopes, it's been pretty accurate. But I also feel like it's, I feel like tarot is probably more pointed than astrology horoscopes. is. Yeah. Um, especially um, when it comes to just sun signs. Yeah. Because if you're just counting sun signs, it's like the most general Birth advice. charts. Mm. Birth charts are the best way to... Diag <laughs> not I don't want to say like diagnose your astrological signs, but yeah. they are the most like how to get to what I would consider like tarot level for right. astrology. Yeah. Would be that. Which I've had that done too. A bunch of people have oh, trust looked up my birth chart. And I know you I have. know. Because yeah. <laughs> I date hippy dippy chicks. Well, yeah. pretty much anybody now is into astrology mm -hmm. it's been that way for a very long time astrology is probably like the most prominent religion in the planet <laughs> if you can call it that i feel uh i don't consider it a religion at all but i do see it as a form of guidance 
but I, cause I'm a hippie dippy chick. I like tarot better than fucking religion any damn day because tarot deals with hardcore like. Mm, I don't know, cause religion is kind of the same way. So never mind. I recant that a little. I wasn't even allowed to know about tarot until like way later on in my life because it's you know technically like witchcraft or whatever oh see my mom never believed that my mom has had her tarot read and she like my they have been very much christian throughout my entire childhood but like she believes in spiritual practices and considers like tarot astrology and things of that nature to still be Right. Like, they are a part of spirituality because they are just a different form of communication with spirituality rather than religion. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible about why that's not a Christian activity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, technically, my parents weren't exactly wrong for saying that it's not, you know. Yeah. That God doesn't allow it, basically. But, you know. I don't know. I feel like it's um, it's kind of contradictory. If you're like, I'm Christian, but I love tarot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my mom, like, uh, one of the people she dated, one of her, like, very, very... She got her tarot read a long-ass time ago, like, when she was very, very young. Um, and she did it, I think, about just her love life or, like, life path or something like that, probably. Yeah. Um, and she's also had her palm read, too. And it kind of gave her the same things, which is, like, you're going to have three loves. You're going to have one kid and, like, two or, like, two great relationships and losses or something like that. Damn. And, like, it was spot the fuck on. And it was going to be back-to-back. So, like... She dated Lance, she dated my dad, and it was the rough road versus, like, what you're meant for kind of thing, and it spot the fuck on. That's only had wild. one kid. Because she got told she was never going to be able to have kids because she's so diabetic and it caused so many other autoimmune things. And Yeah. Miracle baby. <laughs> and an accident. <laughs> I am as well. I don't know if I ever told you that. I don't you know. I, You're the only accident? I'm not the only accident. Oh, I, I am thought... an accident. Mm-hmm. My mom always made sure to specify, though, it's not an accident. It's like a happy surprise or a gift or whatever. But, like... Wasn't planned. You always... Right. You weren't planned. Unplanned. Yeah. Um, unplanned. I don't I like don't the term like, accident. Because it... Yes, kind of do. it is, but it puts so much on the negative side of it like it's a very negative term like accident is like a oops it's a not supposed to be how it was done or something like you know unplanned (laughs) well i think maybe you're forgetting about um a very famous song accidentally in love Sometimes accidents are the best thing that could happen. I think we yeah, true, might true. actually have been accidentally in love. I think you might be able to describe 
recollection of when you had your first moment of self-criticism slash self-doubt? Huh. Clearest. Earliest. Earliest. Mm -hmm. It. Mm. That you were like, you're like, yes, I remember that being a moment in which I was like. Mm. Maybe the... Pinewood Derby for Boy Scouts. Okay. Okay. I think I remember. You do like, talk about Boy Scouts a lot, so I feel like it was a very. I mean, that was the only mm -hmm. thing I did. Yeah. It was the only thing I did when I was a kid. Um, but, well, that, and that was Cub Scouts at that point in time. But they, like, give you these kits to make Pinewood Derby cars, and my dad was How big? like. Like, Full-size racing ones or like, just little ones? Okay. It's like that, little you know. Because um, gotcha. I've seen it done many different ways. Like, like the oh, downhill racing one? Yeah. yeah. You no, have to race in it. You have to be racing in it. way too dangerous for anybody nowadays. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's not a thing nowadays to yeah. do. <laughs> you can't put children in you know, stuff that goes Unless downhill at like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's just the little tiny cars. They go down a slope that's like probably about five or six foot tall at the top and then like 12 foot long. And whoever's pine car ends up at the end of the thing, the fastest wins. So okay. it's all about making it aerodynamic and putting the weight in the right place. And so a competition, per se. Yeah, it, exactly a competition. And then on top of that, like my dad wanted me to do it on my own and not have like help really but it's like mostly woodworking how old were you uh cub scout so under age 12 under probably eight or nine maybe okay. um it's like anywhere between seven and 12 um for cub scouts i believe and then um the like i knew that all the other kids they're yeah, their dads with power tools were helping them make the car right. And I had, like, hardly anything to work with. And my, you know, my dad helped me, I think, kind of with the basic shape. But then, like, told me I had to figure it out on my own. Did he have power tools and stuff? I think. I, no, not really, because he still doesn't have power tools. He's just not a, he's not a tool kind of guy. Okay. I mean, he... So he'd be a different style of dad than 
all the yeah. others. Yeah, he's a he was definitely a nerd dad. That's okay. for sure. I mean, Doctor Who and Star Wars and video he's games a or engineer anything like that. Or? He doesn't really play video games. Okay. He well, I mean, he played Monkey Ball with us when he would play Monkey Ball all the time with us. But that was Family pretty much game. the only video game that he would play. Um, even when the Star Wars games came out, he was still meh. Um, but yeah, it wasn't like, you know, power tool, handyman, Mr. Fix-It, whatever. So, I, I think that maybe played a part in it. But I know that my Pinewood Derby car was shit. And I know that it was even, it was worse than, um... Take me to, like, start to finish of this Pinewood Derby story. I like, getting the assignment and, yeah, yeah, pack it out. Well, unpack the the derby dirt. That there's a lot that I'm probably like not gonna remember, but the the cars the they sell a kit for the cars, and the kit contains the block of wood that you need. The is it already um, shaped or what? I think it's vaguely shaped, but okay. you're supposed to like shape it yourself more. It's not as aerodynamic as it should be. So you get a block of wood. So you get a block of wood. You get tires. You get the um, the uh, weights that go on the bottom of it. Because every car, it can't exceed a certain weight. Otherwise, that's cheating. So you can't like you know tape a bunch of extra weights on it so it goes faster. Mm -hmm. You have to have it at exactly the weight that's. So supposed you did to be. have regulations. You there had to follow. Yeah, there okay. was. A, Do you remember them or no, not like yeah. exact obviously, but you know generally. It's definitely it less than a pound for each car, um, and then like there was you know it had to be within the same length. Like you couldn't make it longer because then you know it would touch the end first because it's just longer. Um, so it just it just had to be the exact same um, footprint and weight as the other cars. But yeah, it came with the wheels and the little spokes to put the wheels on. And you know, I've done Lego my entire life. Like that's no problem. But as soon as you involve like tools or like I don't know A different woodworking, to I was build. like, yeah, I was completely confused and out of my element. I painted it, which I always thought I was bad at painting. So I think that might also be. It's just painting colors, though, right? Like you just painting colors, or were you trying to like? Yeah, but do everybody else is we're so detailed. So and were I'll, you trying to be detailed and like? I don't think so. I think I knew like broad strokes for me, like okay. put a stripe on it. But even then, I think it might have just been a solid color. I don't remember the actual car at all. Can't okay. even picture it. Um. But I do remember, um, like, going to the race and, like, losing by a lot. Like, I was, the, like, the very You skipped bottom. a whole big chunk of, like, you building it. That, I... <laughs> I don't remember building it. Did you ever ask for help from your dad? Did he ever be like, uh... No, I can't help you, or like I don't. I remember know him how to telling me that, I had to do or... it on my own, and I did it. I think on my own. I don't know. Matthew probably helped, but because um, I think he had already done it at that point before. So he did boys' too. Right. Yeah, okay. I was always, you know, trailing behind, in his shadow. Coat yeah, riding his coattails. Even uh, in actual Boy Scouts, they would always like. 
like he was the cool one and I was just the tag along that like if they could ditch me they would were you in the same like troop range thing because you guys are after a certain two years apart yeah less year and a half oh less oh shit okay year and a half wow yeah (coughs) yep so it's a lot like Frank and Will (laughs) which like my brain just did a flip and I'm like wow so much of your you know teenage angst you know what would be crazy what if we could figure out how to get um, Matthew on here. Will and Matthew <laughs> to hang out with me and Frank. <laughs> Bro. Yo, that'd be... Okay, I feel like that would turn out Will so... the taller, deeper... Vo- yes. Or the tanner, yep. d- deeper-voiced version of Frank. Exactly like you are. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew is the tall, uh, tanner, deeper-voiced version of me, so... <laughs> That would be so neat. I think you would do it, too. You just have to work on scheduling, because, you know, firefighter shit. Yeah, and I would probably want to hang out with him... Prior to, yeah. Before that, yeah. wonder if he listens. Probably not. I don't he even know don't if he... Time. If... I don't know if he knows you have a podcast. He has to, right? He's hardly ever on Facebook. I don't even know if he has yeah. a Facebook. Like, he's very much... A, I feel like if he could, he would just be a stay-at-home dad. I mean, wouldn't we all? Yeah. Wouldn't we all? Not necessarily, Stay-at-home is the... Well, yeah, I guess there are some people that don't like yeah. staying at home. I don't geez, like staying at like... home exclusively. I need to have some kind of get-me-out-of-the-fucking-house thing. I would... Or I would never leave the house. Well, yeah, that's the idea. That's <laughs> the whole plan. <laughs> I mean, other than, like, fucking comedy, go out. Need help. I have baby. Oh, my goodness. All right. But, you know, comedy, going out at night and performing and having fun with people, and then during the day just staying in the house, watching the kid or, you know, cuddling the cats and writing jokes. That was, like, the life. That's the life. Doing podcasts. Yeah, you're going to be cuddling my kids. Because I'm going to have a baby goat at some point. Oh my god, I thought you meant human children for a second. I was like, oh, fuck. Nah, yeah, I... Huh. Yeah, I, I guess! <laughs> I feel like uh, I don't know. me telling you I'm pregnant would go like... Okay, baby, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. That's why I had this baby, and that's why I need a farm first. A farm. I want to build my own home first. Like, that is my goal. I want to have a home to build things in. Like, this, yes, I consider this place one of my first homes, because my tiny house that I had was, like, so, I take that back. First home would probably be... Your parents' house? Yeah. Or, like, where you grew up? Where I grew up, Amherst. Mm-hmm. So it'd be Amherst in there. And then... I don't know, I never feel like the townhouse was... I don't feel like I was there long enough, but I I, I, I was, but wasn't. 
don't know. But my childhood home in Amherst, that, that's my number one home. Besides Dayton, Ohio. Because that's just a given. Um, and then my second one, I consider my tiny house that I had when I lived alone. But I only lived alone for like... Eight months of that year. Yeah. Um, and then here. But this is like my first home home where I've yeah. had all of my stuff together. Literally no other pieces of me or anywhere else. Like Yeah. And it's just us. Yeah. First home home doing my life shit. Like for real, for real. Because I, I had one other home home, and that was when I was with John and had my little mini zoo. But it wasn't only mine, because I was taking care of his sister and his mom. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the first time I've had somewhere that I could call, like, my house. That wasn't, like... Or, I mean, you know, it's our house. But yeah, I know what you mean, though. You know what I mean. Um, I consider us the same person. We're two sold. <laughs> We're two. Or four sold, depending on how, depending on how you spell it. Um. <coughs> so. <coughs> Can you uh, explain for the listeners? What yes. you are referring to in the other two sold spelling. So I um I saw a thing that looked like something on Tumblr. I don't know if Tumblr still exists or not. I think some people are still on Tumblr. But it looked like one of those Tumblr threads. It was in that format. Um and it was somebody saying I forget what even the content of the meme was, but it was like, it was a decently Oops. funny meme, um, but it mentioned LGBTQIA plus 2S, and I was like, uh, <laughs> excuse me? What the fuck me? is this, and why haven't I what? heard this before? Yeah, like, what, <laughs> what are we adding to this acronym before feet? <laughs> and, um... Turns out it stands for two sold. Which, not feet yeah, related. Not foot related. Uh, Googled so it. So you got then, excited. Yes. I was. And then. Then I Googled how it was spelled. You were let down. Yeah. Um, Just another inkling. Just <laughs> like the Derby. <laughs> <laughs> the Derby. <laughs> If I had a fucking, if my life was a TV show, there'd be a backstory episode that's called The Derby, the Derby Downer. <laughs> and it's Double D's. Derby Downer. Yeah, a, okay. That's what I'm going to say now. Are you having another Double D moment, baby? <laughs> like, you, just, you just want them Double D's extra bad right now. Like, because <laughs> I feel like if you had titties, you'd get Double D's just for the fuck of it. I would say C pluses. C plus? There's no... Whatever. C plus. There's something something (laughs) in between C and D, right? Yes. C is cup size. Right. And then then D is a cup size. Is that the next one up or is there a C plus? There's C. Okay. C, D, E, F, G, H, J, 
I'd probably go yeah, C. Yeah, I think it's all consonants. C? I feel like C is reasonable for my What's that? body type. You you would you would probably have like like middle of the road. I don't know. I feel like, like your Mario body wouldn't look good with C's because they'd be too tiny on you. Your shoulders are so broad. I feel like you would have to go D to get a nice full titty on them big ass pecs. You think I'd be able to keep my tattoo? I think so. Probably. Because right? that would be on the top or like around the, yeah. right? It would be underneath. It, they'd yeah. go underneath because it hides the right. scar. And nowadays, there's hardly any scar most of the time if you're doing like laser. It depends right. on who you go to. Yeah. Not double T's, for sure. They're not that big. When I saw someone bras. that actually, trust me, it is not difficult to find double D bras. Anyways, <laughs> like, everybody's got huge ass titties nowadays. For the most part, majority of the women eat hormone ridden foods. So, welcome to America. <laughs> I was married to somebody who. Couldn't find bras because their boobs were too big. What size? Uh, I don't remember, but I know it was. It used to be above D, and now it's not. So without. And now it's not. Now what? it's. Okay, they just got smaller. I guess. She lost no, weight or uh, some shit. There, there was surgical intervention involved. But I didn't want to like. Oh, like a breast reduction? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which isn't like. So like, like, like went lower than double D's or. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember what they are now, but. They were higher. They were higher than that. Higher. Oh shit! Wow. Okay. That it was a different letter. It was a different. I don't remember if it was E or F or whatever, but it was. See, and I'm the opposite. I want some titties. Yeah? I want some fucking titties. Yeah, I've had C's before, and then, like, you know, I actually got healthy and cared mm. about my body, and my boobs were like, bye-bye. Mm. It sucked. A lot. It does suck. I had C's, and they were beautiful. I wanted a 34C, and I got there. And I was like, fuck, yeah, this looks great for me. I love this, and then I started actually giving a fuck about my body and getting healthy, and wow, it's crazy what happens to your body when you let it naturally become what it's supposed to instead of, like, implementing, like I said, most of the time hormones and shit into your body just with diet. And keep in mind, like, I went vegetarian, so majority of that shit was cut out for me at, like, 2006. It's like 6th grade. So at a very young age. So like I've made it to D still not eating meat and shit and like. Okay. But or not like DC. soy though. Which mm -hmm. I think there's. It's, there's a, I think there's a very very hard effect with soy. And that's what I did most of the time was eat soy. Right. Which now I feel like I'm pretty balanced. So, like yeah. I said, once I started giving well, a shit what I was eating and wanting, yeah, and they're healthier, so it's not just soy based. Some there's of them are other, healthier. yeah, there's. <laughs> but it, well, no, I mean, like it's, it's not just what I used sure. to be eating, yeah. like just 
fucking chicken nuggets out the wazoo, which is all soy most of the time. Like, that's your typical vegan, yeah. vegetarian nugget is going to be that's soy. chicken with an apostrophe. Yeah, because, you know, copyright shit. Thinking that she <laughs> broke vegan. It's No. No. You legally also, I cannot did call break it vegan. Chicken. I went back to being oh, vegetarian. Right. And boy, does my butthole hate it. <laughs> <laughs> At least for like the first month. But. <sighs> have you ever done a different diet? What? Have you ever done a different kind of diet? Like com- actually committed to it until you started feeling effects from. I mean, when I started eating better diet. last year. I forget if that was like right before we went to Austin. I think that I was actually like eating well during the I summer. Know it was right I was before taking Austin. sandwiches to work every summer. day and just eating stuff. You're having a smoothie doing in the, the protein shake. You were having yeah. a smoothie or a protein shake in the morning, and yeah. you were having sandwiches for lunch, like controlled lunches, right? Instead of just whatever was around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the closest I've ever come to doing an actual like diet, and I did notice significant like felt you know better and um looked better and i feel like you cut back a lot of your cheese intake too yeah because you are lactose intolerant you are you are like besides like two other people that i can think of you are one of the most lactose intolerant people i have ever fucking met it's bad and I cannot believe that you deal with that, even with, like, you liking butt stuff. How do you deal with that? You love your butthole. Like, what yeah. the fuck? But I also know that you love cheese, too. So. I do love cheese. It's so damn good. It's so good. Coming back to it, I'm like, I know I miss cheese. Like, I knew deep in my heart that I missed cheese. And it's because I... When I got healthy, I started eating good cheeses. I would never get an already pre-shredded cheese. I would always get blocks of the cheese or a wheel of the cheese and, like, actually research it and make sure it was imported at least because, <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. Americans, unless they are a French-trained chef, which when you're going to Kroger, you're going to places like that, you're not and not buying imported. It's not going to be no French-trained cha- chef creating and making sure this is done right no it's a large manufacturer of bullshit so once i started farmers market cheese around here that's why i love this i love this because i knew you were a hippie and i knew you'd be down like for the lifestyle of fully sustaining yourself being like yeah bro i got goat's cheese yeah bro, i got some brie like <laughs> homemade gonna, making gonna my, make the cheese you gonna make the cheese yeah that's why i'm gonna have goats and cows you're gonna feed the goats you're gonna make the cheese you gonna- i told you i wanted a farm a farm is not just having animals you're producing things you are sustaining yeah. your life, and then guess what? Majority of the time, you're sustaining a whole fucking little community because you're. There is no way you can use that much of an animal. Having one, even just having one of an animal, they produce more than what a human would need. So yeah. like, so much better, so much better. And I'm actually gonna take care of my animals. So, like, they're not gonna be overproducing. They're gonna produce at 
the right amount for them and I'm gonna live on their cycle. Like, sinking the fuck up with like, nature. I'm sinking the fuck up with sink. my farm. Like, sinking up. <laughs> You're going to sink periods with the cows? <laughs> If I ever do, I will feel so accomplished, but... <laughs> I, you definitely will. What I mean, unless cows' cycles are like... No, even if. If the cows are like uh, like two times a year, they go into heat or something like that, that's when you're, you're going to end up only having two periods a year because you're synced with the fucking cow. Hmm. I can foresee that actually happening. I think you're on a... Or at oh, least your two worst periods of the year will be with the cow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with two of you. Oh, look, that's why like I'm I didn't want to get a female cat yet because I know she gonna go a little crazy if I'm going crazy and I'm about to be in <laughs> school for a very long time. So, like not a very long time. Can you imagine but a very strenuous time. If we get another cat, and it's the one girl cat. Mm-hmm. It is gonna be the one girl Isn't cat. That... Yeah, I want one girl cat. I only want one girl cat. Nymeria. Is that a name? Nymeria. Is that from something? Game of Thrones. Ooh. Nice. It's um her wolf, Arya's wolf. Ah. Oh my goodness, the baby is so adorable. This is my baby, this is my first baby. You know that? It's the beginning of the farm. Beginning of the farm, yep. That's the, the first. I told you I had my list. Domino. Kitten or a pig. It was going to be a kitten or a pig. And I knew kitten was going to come first. I knew that with you. And yeah. Yeah. Over a pig? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look, Andrew, when you see this little baby pig, because I'm getting all my animals as babies. That's another requirement. I'm bonding with all these animals. I'm making sure from birth they are, not from birth, but you know, when I can have them. Oh, I feel like I get a, a horse or a cow or a goat or whatever that's already pregnant. And then they have a baby. But that's from, well, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, good puppy. Alright, so, you got your block of wood, your tires, your shitty ass paint job, apparently, that you so thought. Like, were you comparing as you were building this derby car? Did you have to um, build them together? No, or was it like a at-home thing? I had seen other derby cars before when my brother did it okay. a year ago. Gotcha. So you were going it was based always on like what I you was next. Like, he would do a thing, and then I knew I had to do it next year. So did you already know that this was going to suck or whatever, you know? Like, yeah, pretty much. When you saw them, why, why did you feel that way before you had the assignment? Because I... Well, okay, like, so this might be, yeah. this might be, um, going farther back now to okay. a different memory. Okay, yeah. 
that go go because if it takes place of what it's, I said, it's, the right, it's your the first, yeah, your first self doubt. There's definitely thing. There was definitely times where, um, like, where you were like, like not from somewhere, Matthew, someone else, but where you were like, well, shit. <laughs> well, there were times when, like, Matthew would, you know, draw something, and then I would try and draw something similar, and it would definitely be way shittier. So you were always comparing compliments from my much. parents. So, yeah, I've always been comparing. Okay. That's how human brains work, right? That was your self-doubt thing? Like, you just thought your shit was shittier before you... The drawings? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, like, I wanted to be able to draw better, but, like, I was like, oh, it's already... Like... Is that his thing, though? I... It, yeah, he literally okay. has an art degree. Gotcha. <laughs> Trust me, I've seen his work. I know yeah. why he... Spent yeah. the fucking money and years to do that. He is a phenomenal artist. I feel like you could have done that without the college part. But yes, but some people need structure to learn. He does like structure. Mm -hmm. I'm that way. If it's a hands-on thing, I need structure to dive deeper into it because I'm not an autodidact. I. I don't self-learn very well. I need a visual. I'm a very visual, hands-on learner because yeah. I, it connects better with me. Like, that's just my version of learning, yeah. which is why, like, writing stuff down helps me memorize it, like, concrete, seeing multiple sensory things, like writing and seeing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, very creative things help. Like, I like acronyms because they remind me of music and I fucking love music and stuff like that. I am also a good hands-on learner. But I feel like you're an autodidact. I mean, you're one of the greatest autodidacts I know. That's... And that's saying a lot because I know a lot of them. A lot of them and that's a very unbiased statement. I feel like if anybody listened to the as much of the right podcasts you would learn all this shit. Like, yeah, but not many people can fucking listen to a podcast either. That's a whole thing on its own. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know. I feel like if you listen to, like, Stuff to Blow Your Mind is not take very long. They're, like, 45-minute episodes, and it's cool, wacky science shit. Like, and not even wacky sometimes. It's just, like, blows your mind. Like, holy shit, I never knew that was a thing. And now I know that they're, like, currently doing studies and stuff on it. And, yeah, like, but I know for me, when I listen to a podcast, especially stuff like that, I don't remember it as well. Like, I I don't learn from it because... Right. but there's some I, Yeah, stuff I'm just that, hearing it, and it depends on if it's, like, a really cool standalone factoid thing, then I'll probably remember it. But if it's anything more in-depth than that, I won't. Even if it's, like, a 20-minute, or like, it doesn't matter what time, length, anything. Yeah. If I'm just listening to it and like doing other things even if I'm trying to pay attention like no. It's not gonna concrete as much for me. So I don't really learn from it. So I get how some people would. So there I, I might have an advantage when it comes to the way that my brain works. Mm -hmm. 
you commit it because you're all over the place. I need you're ADD. You're very ADD. Right. So I feel like that, well, I have because you're usually listening at work too most I of the time and in the car. Essentially, like two separate brains going at the same right time now. constantly. Uh, they're like, I mean, <coughs> for my whole life, and like, my I sleep. Uh, <laughs> I uh, have the physical, touchy, like, interactive, hands-on As brain. he's playing with a wooden puzzle that I've seen him take three pieces out and put them back the entire time, other than when we Well, started. I don't want to get it. I don't want it to fall apart too much. Because then I have to put it all the way back together. I don't want to get that distracted. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm trying to just fidget. fidget. Yeah. Because... I have the, you know, there's the talky, thinky, listening part of my brain, and then there's the physical, touchy, dewy part of my brain, which is why listening to podcasts while I'm doing electrical work is perfect for me, because both sides of my brain, my touchy, dewy brain, we'll call it TD. <laughs> TD is occupied right now. TD is <laughs> occupied because if TD is not occupied, and TD is like, "Hey, what's that? Hey, what what about this thing over here? Could we mess with that? What is this? Does something need to happen with that thing over there?" And um, TL, thinky listening brain. Um, TL is like, "Would you shut up? I'm trying to hear what this person is saying, and you're interrupting me." But if you keep TD occupied, you satiate TD with a little bit of yeah, a little bit of touchy. Yeah. Well, it's happening. A little bit of interactive. <laughs> so yeah. that is, which is why stuff like um, Guitar Hero or Beat Saber is so perfect peak flow state for me. Because it's both of them working together to accomplish a task. And a I'm, singular task. And honestly, Beat Saber is giving me a little bit more... Um, <clears throat> definitely, like, more control over the meat suit, as you would say. Or more uh, autonomy when it comes to TD. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Because it like it forces function. you to like, no, slow down. The arms go this way. The on this arm goes that way, and mm -hmm. these are the. And you are in control of the arms. You are in control <laughs> yeah. of the arms. These are your arms. <laughs> yep. They made this game for people. People can do this. The, you're not limited by, like. It's not like you can't move your arms as fast as other people. You're just fine at that. Like, there's obviously something that you have to do in your brain, or you have to your muscles have to learn it. Whatever it is, and a lot of times with Beat Saber, it's just doing the song over and over and over again. But eventually, you get the ability to control your own fucking body. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. However, that's the second level. There's three puzzles that he got 
from Corey for Christmas. Yeah. There's three different levels. He uh, hastily just took Disassemble. apart the first level. Yeah. Just pulled the block out, let it fall apart. <laughs> yeah, it's like the... Um... It's the easiest level, and it has stumped him the most. But it has also stumped Corey as well. I think this is well. the easiest level, because all these... The pieces are all the same. So you don't have to figure out which piece goes where. You just have to figure out which direction they're facing. And in that case, you can see it on the box. So it's a bunch mm -hmm. of wooden blocks with little pegs on the si on a side of them. And then on the opposite side, there's another well, look at the wooden peg. Just to see um, I think the instructions are I looked, but I'm not going to look at I did look, look at, at the instructions for the first one. Still and couldn't I understand it? Still couldn't understand it. Nope. <laughs> you gotta... Don't cheat. Look. I'm trying to convince him not to cheat, but I know. It's still, it's distracting me even now, not knowing how to put that thing back together. But I know I can't figure it out and also oh, just like. Is it the first level? It is the first level. No. That is another thing that involves both sides of my brain. That is the first level. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep, okay. And this is the second one? Yep. Yeah. And then that other one is the third one. I think this one, this one was not hard to figure out, but it was difficult to, um... Take apart? No, to, uh, hold together, like, a range so that it wasn't falling apart while I was trying to put it together. Mm. Um, but yeah, essentially the puzzles are just blocks <clears throat> that are different shapes, and they can fit together into a one large shape, but it's... Brain. Really complicated. <sighs> I just like how your uh, first story was about um, a wooden block. As you were fidgeting with a wooden block. Oh, yeah. Just connecting the dots there. Yeah. Um... So your self-doubt moment, mm -hmm. when did you have it? Did you have it when you were, like, in the process of building it or when you got this? Like, because I know you said, like, you kind of started already having it when you saw your brothers, you saw all the other ones and stuff, but. I don't know. I think it might it have even back? been just, like, seeing everybody else's. Just in general. And there was this other kid, too, that his dad definitely had a heavy hand in his car. And he won first place. Um, and, like, I don't know, just looking at his, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to make anything like that. Anything even close to that. And I already knew, like, and that was the first... Did your dad help your brother? I don't think so. I think it was a principal thing. It was, like... You're, you know. I don't think it was a principal thing. I think your dad just wasn't able to do it and didn't know how to say, I don't know how to fucking do this, so I can't help you. You're on your own. <laughs> like, you're going to do this on your own. I no, I, I think like he was uh, sugarcoating himself there. Maybe. But, the, um. Because you could YouTube some shit back then. No, you can't. You couldn't. It was before that, I'm pretty sure. 
was before YouTube was really popular anyway. Mm. He wouldn't have known about it. I definitely but, knew about YouTube before he did. Gotcha, I okay. Don't think I was on it yet. Even then, like, internet was so slow back then, because it was dial-up. No, like, you're not... Yeah, you're not going to look up a fucking... You'd have to download video, a video yeah. at that point. Um, but they, there were, like, instructions. Like, okay, so you had kind <clears throat> of, like, a little format to follow. Right. Um, Steps, per se. But, uh, what was I going to say? I knew I wasn't going to be able to win. And that's what I, like... That was the first time... I, can remember knowing about like a rigged game it's like just this or kid's not gonna... not having equal fairness right gotcha. yeah like no we're not all we're literally like literally yes we're all on the same starting line on the track figuratively we are not at the same starting line on that track some kids' dads are way better at this shit than mm-hmm. others. Some kids' dads are fucking construction workers who work with wood every single fucking day. Or a mechanic who can just right. translate everything they know to My dad's wood. an engineer. Yeah. He should Your have been Your dad's an engineer. Fucking... That's why, like, in my brain I was like, is it just a... He's got a physics degree. would say, <laughs> oh, I don't know how to do this. Or is it for real, like, principle... But I, I, I don't know, I still get the thing of, I feel like your dad is the type to be like, wood's not my avenue. I don't know what the fuck to do. He definitely <laughs> said that it was like a principal thing. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm even remembering it wrong. I don't want to say anything for sure, but. Gotcha. Yeah, you were already a little hazy on the, on yeah. the derby. Yeah. But. I figured something around that range because Boy Scouts. I remember them weighing my car and being terrified that my scale at home was off, so they would oh, be, be disqualified. Oh. Even though, like, I didn't. It's that, like, you know, getting pulled over thing. Like, even if you weren't doing anything wrong, you just it's terrified. Scared. Yeah. Which you got pulled over. New Year's Day. Oh my God. God! Shit your pants. I did not get pulled over. <laughs> Thank yes, God. you did. He technically pulled you over. He just didn't write you a ticket. I was or in didn't. the drive-thru still. He let me order my food. and didn't. He waited. Yeah, he fucking stayed, got his food, followed you, yeah. <laughs> followed us. I turned into the wrong... I turned into the exit, not the entrance, at Bojangles downtown. In front of a cop. In front of a cop. Who was about to leave from getting just food. getting his food. Oh, God. <laughs> he pulls around and goes... After we're already in line. Yeah. He goes, we had just ordered at the little speaker thing, and he pulls up right next to us. We knew he and was And we had our windows too. rolled down. Yeah. He rolled his window down. He was like, just tell me you know how much you just fucked up. And I was like, uh, yeah. Yes, I do. I know exactly how bad I just fucked up. He was like... Okay, and you're not too fucked up to keep driving? And I was like, uh, no, I'm not fucked up at all. Which I was not. And, uh, this is like, you know, it was like noon or one. Yeah. Like. Yep. Um. 
And he was like, I don't need to pull you over as soon as you get your food. And I was like, Give you a fucking sobriety test. No, please don't. Please don't. And he was like, All right, well, get you some food. food. Have a good day. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah. Sheesh. Mm hmm. That was. I've had my friend that's a cop pull me over. Oh my god. Yep. He was like, what were you Hey, doing? what's up? I ran a red light. Oh. Uh, yep. I ran a red light. Squashed the tomato. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. He stopped me and I was like, Hi! Long time no see. And he sat there and was like, You knew you ran that, right? And I was like, Yeah, I squashed the fuck out of that tomato. Did you say that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he just smiled and he was on his bike. He's like, I don't give a shit. You didn't like, because it was, it was literally like right at the, yeah, what qualifies as running the light. Right. And of course there was nobody going yet or anything. So he was like, fuck it, whatever. Because he was, he was right there. Yeah. So. Oh, but boy, every time I've gotten a ticket, it's been at least $200. Oh Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How many well, tickets have you gotten? Uh, I got one for, um, I got caught going 60 in a 45 on Columbia Road, but it was at like 11.45 at night. Mm. Nobody else on Columbia Road. I was just, it was just going downhill. Yeah, going I don't home. think I even hit the gas. Like, it was just... I know what you mean. That fucking yeah. Columbia... Um, road. Mm-hmm. And the cop pulls me over, and this is when I was 16, 17 maybe. Um, cop pulls me over and tells me, because if you're under 18, curfew for driving is at 12 or whatever. So if you're caught driving after 12, there's a ticket for that. And uh, he said, I could either give you a ticket for um, the being out too late past curfew Curfew. or whatever or I can give you a ticket for the speeding and the speeding ticket is like it goes on your license and this and this and this yep and you get points right which I should have just taken the speeding ticket because it was cheaper really and yeah because the out past curfew thing not only was it more expensive of a ticket but they suspended my license for 30 days what and gave me eight hours of community service Holy shit. Of which I had to do, like, two yeah, to get signed off for the whole off. eight. Yeah. But, like, they just, yeah, it was a fucking defensive driving anti-DUI course thing mm-hmm. that took two hours. And then they were just like, right, we'll sign the whole paper. And yeah. then um, it was, like, 200-something dollars, whereas the speeding ticket would have been, like, I don't know, like, 80 or something. And I didn't have a license for 30 days. Oof. The Damn, fucking yeah, judge. I, I had to go in front of a that. judge because and... I was a minor. Damn, yeah. shit. Right. Um, wow, he was not right. he nice made it at seem all. Like this was, was that like your first option. ticket ever? Like first yes. on record thing? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Hard ass. Yeah. Fuck. So... Like, Actually, I get it, it might not but... have been a full 30 days. It might have been two weeks or something. Yeah. But it was definitely... I definitely Suspension, got... Suspension, yeah. Suspended, yeah. Um, 
I remember arguing with my mom about how stupid that was, too. But, anyway. <laughs> uh, the judge asked me, like, what I was doing out so late. Because, like, yes, he's so adorable. You were dreaming. He, you were uh, kicking. He was like, what? Why were you driving out this late? And the fucking thing is... Curfew is at midnight. And it was the like ticket was 11. written at 11.58. And I got, which means I got pulled over before that, and, like, then he came up, had yeah. the conversation with me, then wrote the ticket, and then, yeah. And then it Damn, was Damn, you're way past statue of whatever, whatever, like, when you could contest that right. shit, but you, yeah. you could have right. went and been like, my house is... Right there. Right. Literally. I was before curfew. This is not even a valid ticket. Yeah, I would have made it. This does not follow the law properly. But the thing is, we thought, we all thought, like, we were getting the better deal. Me and my parents thought was the way the cop described it. He said, this is the easier ticket. This is the, like, they're not going to put points on your license. It's not, you know, something that'll stick with you. I mean, I get the not sticking thing, but go for off it your being... license after how long? I think once you're 18, all the points go off anyway. I think so. And then you start I over. Think so. Even then, I'm not even then, sure, but I think even that's, then, yeah, like that's like one I point probably. I got a speeding probably. ticket one other time in South Carolina, and I think that one was pretty bad because it was one of those like towns that it goes from fucking 55 to 25 and yeah. one sign and you know you don't really have time to slow down enough and then the cops just sitting right there right on there. the other side of the sign it's the whole town right there yeah. <laughs> yeah other than that i've always gotten warnings because you know white guy um yeah how many tickets have you gotten Ooh, um, I think my first ticket was when I rear-ended someone. Ooh, I also rear-ended somebody, yeah. but I don't think they gave me a ticket. I got a ticket I know ticket I was for at it. fault for it, but I don't think I had to, like pay for a ticket. I got a ticket for following too closely. So that's what I got written. Maybe that was a ticket. Because I definitely remember that I was wording. opening a fucking kudos bar on my way out of class from ASU. Yeah. And I lifted my foot because I went this sounds stupid but it makes sense in my awareness of my autonomy. We'll uh-huh. go back to that a little bit um, at that moment. So I was opening a kudos bar, but I had to reach in the seat to grab my kudos bar. So I reached in the seat, so my body was already, like, leaned over, turned. And I grabbed the kudos bar. I brought it in front of me, in front of the steering wheel, lit my hand off the steering wheel. And when I lift my hand off the steering wheel to replace it with my elbow, I also lit my foot off of the fucking brake. Mm. And when I went to correct myself, because I was also opening something and trying to eat it, I pressed the gas instead and just 
boop, oh, no. and stopped traffic. This is in stopped traffic because oh, I was man. just at a red light. So, like, yep. there was a cop, two cars behind me that was just like, boop, boop, and <laughs> as soon as the light turned green, Shit. I was like, damn it, man, because I couldn't say anything. He yeah. saw the whole thing happen, and I was like, I was opening a candy bar. If you hit the... And hit the gas. <laughs> <laughs> If you had the back end of somebody anyway, they just give you that ticket. Yeah. That's, because that's what happened when I did it. I was, literally, I was driving a 15-passenger van home from church, all of my siblings in it. And your parents, or just you? No, just my siblings. My parents took the other car, because, like, my girlfriend came with, and my, because that was the only time that I was allowed to hang out with girlfriends was at church. Oh, Um, I remember those times. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, um, me and her were holding hands, she was sitting shotgun, I was driving, and I, I don't know, I must have just not been paying enough attention or whatever, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a really hard stop anyway, mm-hmm. where, like, everybody was stopping hard at the light, and it's just, this is a 15-passenger van with... So many fucking people in it. Takes longer to stop than other vehicles. I mm-hmm, yes, should have left more space. That's why I always leave space. Because those... That fucking... I still have nightmares about not being... Like, the brakes on a car not working. Or, like, the brakes on a car being, like, the brakes that were on the 15-passenger van. Because you would have to, like... You'd have to push it down, like, three quarters of the way before it started doing anything at all. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, you would just feel like Slam nothing was happening. Floor. yeah. And, um, it was pretty terrifying to drive. But I bet. Um, I wouldn't ever want to, but I know I will in the future, like, have a van that's converted or a bus that's converted. Yeah. I'm sure nowadays they're a lot better. Oh, hell of a lot better. But yeah, I rear-ended this lady, and then, um, the cop showed up later, she called him, and, I mean, it was just cut and dry. Yep. You hit the back of her, you get a following too close ticket, and it's your fault. That's good old Georgia for you. I think that's anywhere. No, it's state by state. Really? Yep. I mean, isn't that, like, kind of... cop friend told us, he was like, nope, it's state by state. Most southern states are like that. I guess there are probably some times. There's a lot of instances when people get sandwiched. Well, because they still give the middle person a ticket for hitting the first person. Yep. What? Yep. If you got hit on both sides, if you got fucking sandwiched, if you were the middle centipede, you get a fucking ticket. That's so ridiculous. Because you were too too close for for safety precautionary. Defensive driving. I learned. I learned it again in my defensive driving course. Yeah. Okay. During a fucking spring break to get a discount on my insurance. Fucking yeah, that sure helped out. Literally a year after that, I went through a series of wrecks. So. Yeah. Literally a year after, I was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to do this. That's Were you exactly driving cool. defensively? Apparently not. And no, because, like, they're stupid. You're supposed to be six car lengths behind every fucking car. Nobody follows that rule! Nobody follows. Nobody follows that rule! Not even the automatic <laughs> cruise control follows exactly. that rule. Exactly. 
Exactly. Automatic cruise control is like three car lengths max. Yeah. Max. I always learn three seconds. So, like, you pick an object or a point on the side of the road, and once the car in front of you passes it, start counting down seconds, or counting up seconds. And it should get up to three seconds before you pass that same object. And that is oh, okay. true, that's the same, it's, the distance it's changes a, yeah. depending on how fast you're going. So it's relevant. I'm if you're going, going to school, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Public school. Smart pants McGee over here. Velocity? Yeah, I know how velocity and physics works. <laughs> F equals MV. Um, yeah. So. Uh, what was my next ticket? I think running a stop sign was my next one. Oh my god. I did a California roll. That's when I learned what a California roll, because the cop thought it was so cool to keep calling it a California oh roll. And I was just like, just give me my fucking ticket. I'm late for class. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then, when was my other ticket? Speeding ticket. My Columbia Road speeding ticket. Oh, yeah? Yep, he knocked it down two points for me, so it wasn't a super speeder. I do not remember what speed it was, but I remember Ooh. he knocked it down two points, so it wasn't a super speeder for me. Yep, he was like, you went too fast for me to not give you a ticket, so... Why were you going so fast? Because <laughs> Columbia Road! It was super what it used to be. It used to be 60. Yeah, it used to be 60. Or 55. It was 55 or 60. Like the back end of yes. Columbia Road. All, no, all the way down. All the way right. down from the light to... Yeah, yeah to Patriot, like no. Patriot's Park. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Patriot's Park. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but like... Super Speeder, you gotta be going real fast. I didn't have that. Where were you in such a hurry? Oh, I didn't finish that. So the judge said... Uh, asked me where I was going so fast or whatever. Curfew or speeding? Yeah, curfew. Okay. Well, because I got pulled over speed for meeting, speeding, yeah. so he knew that I was speeding. But um, So he was like, where were you going? Or where were you coming back from? And I was like, I just was at my girlfriend's house. Ladies getting me in all the trouble, apparently, now that I'm thinking about it. Um... <laughs> And he was like, well, did you at least get a kiss? And I was like, duh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, she's my girlfriend. Not I'm telling like... him that, like, I also got a blowjob. You should have. You should have. I'm no, like, that probably would have helped so, you. He was so, like, old fashioned. Okay, okay. Guy. Never mind. I'm not going to fucking. Right, yeah, I wouldn't say blowjob around. I think I wouldn't even say penis I think that's him. what he said, because that's what he, went, he took it down. He was like, I should take this for a month, but I'm only going to take it for two weeks or something since you got a kiss from your girlfriend. I don't know. It was the weirdest what fucking show on the planet. Fuck? There is okay. no law in Georgia. <laughs> There's no... I feel like... 
There's it no is just what old white law. dudes think. But yes, it's just whatever the cop feels like. That's because like you can have one that's a fucking hard ass, and then you can have one that's like, eh, I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, right. When I just got, don't do it anymore. When I got busted for the <laughs> mailbox smashing thing, that's when I learned that like the law is not in stone. No, it's not no. even like in ink. Like it's just kind of just whatever depends they on feel the fucking like person. Day. Yeah, it's whatever depends the judge the feels like. That day. And, yeah. They're supposed to be moral and just, and you know, there's a structure, but is there really, really? They have power, and that's dangerous when someone doesn't have. Right, well, I mean, they get elected, and people get elected by advertising, Mm -hmm. and people get advertising through money. And then cops just go to an academy, and that's it for like, what, a year? Oh, not even. I don't think. Yeah. It's not long. It's not even like, a no, four-year college degree. No, I feel like you degree. need you need counseling. You need yeah. You need military. Well, not of military, shit. but like not military, but at least yeah, at least some kind of hand-to-hand combat and weapons combat. And you need to be tested like at least every year for your weapons, your eyesight, your hearing, and like I think they should almost like you just said militarize it in a way because. Police yeah. are enforcement. Like, yeah. enforcement, there should be standards behind that. There should be schooling behind de-escalating a situation without trying to cause casualties yeah. on right. either side. Like, and Which, that takes a lot. That takes a lot more yeah. than, what, six months in an academy? Right. Or whatever. Yeah. So, like, no. I do believe, yes. Of course. We need them. There needs to be someone doing that. And it needs to be another person. Yeah. But. Holy bouncers fuck, did we fuck it up. Thing. Yeah. They're, they're practically just bouncers with a badge. Yeah. They're bouncers, but for every day, like, outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for outside the bar. Um, Unfortunately, like, the majority is such. Not all. But, right. Yeah. Well, like, what's the statistic? Like, forty-five percent of them beat their wives. Like, it's are violent. Yeah, it's as violent or have anger issues. I think it's documented. a career documented. I think it's a career path that, like, sort of entices people that have that kind of personality. You know, I mean, like, it's literally it's a power thing. Yeah, it's a power, power thing. Yeah. It's giving people a reason to, you know have to subdue other people, a reason to use a gun. Like, mm-hmm. so many people are just looking for a reason to use yep. a gun. And that, those are the people that you don't want being the bouncers. But the people that you do want being the bouncers are like... Justice for all. Like, the real. I'm just saying, people with the, like, moral... That's what I meant. Like, yeah. yeah, they have moral yeah. sounding. But they're they're not like interested in being cops. <laughs> so. Some are. I'm sure I, some I know are. some are. Yeah, there I know are some, some people that are like, I just want people to know that I'm here to protect you. Like I'm here for your best interests. Like, yeah. Firefighters, policemen, all them fucking people, nurses. And shit, they don't get paid enough. No, for sure. And if you paid more, there probably would be more people mm-hmm. that had, you know... Better... Because sa- I feel like once, you know, you're able to pay more like that, you can 
train people yeah. so much better. If you don't pay them stuff. enough, they're literally just in it for the violence. That's <laughs> the only good thing about the job at that point, well, is that you get to beat people up. I Otherwise, like I would just work at McDonald's. I don't feel like that's the thing, but... I do see that as a There are good average. benefits. Yes. There are <laughs> very, they make it and... incentivized to make sure, you know. Yeah. Hey. But I feel the same way about firefighters. Like, I feel like they don't get paid enough. They literally put their life on the fucking line right. every single time that they enter a house that is on fire. Yeah. Like, every single time. And they get called to everything. And they get, yeah, they get called to absolutely everything absolutely everything like it's insane the amount of stuff they and like they are they have to uphold very high standards and requirements and qualifications and shit to be at that level of fucking productivity yeah and damn man like they're definitely in it for fucking saving people and shit because every single person that I've met that has done that kind of thing has that mentality of like nah people are important yeah we need to save yeah people. we need to fucking save yeah people. I've never yeah. there's never been a bad apple firefighter mm-hmm. has there mm-hmm. like there's never been a firefighter that's like nah we let this one go yeah we'll let this <laughs> we'll let this one burn to death but exactly like but I feel like that's how police should be. It should be full of those people, like firefighters, just translated to disengaging situations and protecting. Well, see, it's a different it's a different bolt because yeah. the firefighting isn't inherently like doesn't inherently involve violence yeah. or guns. Yeah. So the like violence and guns portion of the cop. But thing I mean, is a lure have to have... for shitty people. Guns, though, and that's why I feel like overseas did it way better than America yeah. because they don't have well, lethal weapons. Well, the thing weapons. is, we, we and now they do, we do training now the, for shit like that. The problem, the gun thing, is like that we can't. We, there's no going back now. We're not, oh yeah, we're not going to take oh, people's no, guns now. away. If we take guns away from cops, like and you can't. Yeah, no, and you can't disarm no. the cops exactly because there's so many people so with many guns. Other people. That, like yeah, we like I said, we fucked level. up on that level. Yeah, we're, we I think that's already level. gone. That's already we're gone. too far gone there. I don't know what the what the answer to that problem is, but I do know that there's no way in hell are we gonna. Get rid of backtrack, yeah. yeah. Backtrack. We're here now. Let's just figure out how to deal with it. Yeah. Um. I feel like bulletproof armor is probably getting a lot better. But mm-hmm. Then again, they always make better bullets to go with it. Facts. Just the next step up. Yeah. Just upgrade it to be more fucking chaotic. And- Crazy. Can you imagine? That's probably like the same company is making bulletproof vests and then bullets that Typically can go they are. through them. Because even in um, like even like in fucking restaurant businesses, usually like depending on the restaurant, let's just uh, pizza is easy. Pizza restaurant. Oh, we make our own dough. We do this like. You have your hand. You're not helping anything else. Like you just got your hand feeding your hand like what 
I think it's... There's no productivity there. There's no, like, building. There's it's no, more like, like um, a dentist handing out candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. I like yeah. I like that a lot better. A lot better. <laughs> the I don't know. Pizza place pizza making their own. I was just thinking of pizza. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we ate pizza. My brain was already there, and I was thinking of a restaurant for some reason. It's Probably because like, I'm thinking of all my cafe shit. It's like a dentist so. handing out candy, or mm-hmm. a tire place putting out tacks in the road, yes. or like, yeah. You knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Um. What was the original thing we were talking about? Your self-doubt moment, and then no, the criminal history. <laughs> Tickets. Your way. <laughs> I was talking about just the thing I was comparing. Cops, the the cops. Oh, the comparison. Of, oh, the gun companies. Guns, yeah, guns, bullets, bulletproof vests. Yeah, you make a bulletproof vest, and then the same company manufactures the mm-hmm. bullets to go mm-hmm. through it. Drive both markets. Yep. Or like uh, Stark Industries selling missiles to the Taliban. Yeah. Which like, or fucking, um, there's a company called Halliburton that funds a lot of military stuff and like convinced it's uh, Dick Cheney's company. What? And they basically had a big hand in the wars overseas and then also got the contracts just so happened to get all the contracts to rebuild over there so we blew all this stuff up and then hired ourselves to go rebuild it oh wow doesn't surprise me yeah and now <laughs> they are in debt to us uh, for building, building that there. yeah yeah that's wow. what has happened in a lot of countries. That's the U.S.'s main mode of, like, getting people on our side. There is, is no such indentured thing. Indentured servitude. Yeah, exactly. It's not getting people on our side. It's well, just that. Collecting countries like Pokemon exactly. is what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> Financially collecting countries. We just want to be a superpower. Fuck yeah. you. Nobody needs to be a superpower. Yeah. GTFO bitches. You know how much responsibility that comes with? A lot, and we're Spider-Man too stupid for that. With great power. With well, great superpower. America great... is not great. Let's just say that much. Like, we put on the picture that we are, and yes, we have facilities that are often not available to other fucking countries and shit like that for I think schooling is probably the main thing because it's very um I don't know though I think other places have better higher education too though uh, yeah <laughs> the I mean our we're good with like technology and medical stuff because capitalism works really well for mm-hmm. that but like, I think that's what I was thinking of is like medical. It also doctor schooling is, kind of thing. Right, because people will like most, fly here yeah, to learn. Most how people to are coming here to do that. And, yeah. Right. Um, but same thing with like tech, and then there are other countries like Japan that are like rivaling so us far, on tech. Yeah, just so far up. 
Which is insane to think about, considering that they were in, like, samurai times until World War One. Wow. They had okay. shut... The, the island of Japan had shut themselves off from the rest of the world to, like, just cut off That's trade true, and yeah. everything else because they were like, we are way better than everyone else. They're super racist, super xenophobic, like... <laughs> And I think they still probably are, but... Um, a little bit, a little bit, like, a little bit. But... They had cut themselves off, so they started seeing, like, airplanes and shit in the sky, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And then, by the time they get involved in World War One or whatever, a little bit, and realize they have to start making stuff like cars and planes and start reverse engineering the technology or whatever that they've seen um by the time world war ii runs around comes around they develop the like fastest most agile plane on the planet so they just gotta hop a little bit faster yeah. fast forward real quick <laughs> yeah they fucking caught up catch up real yeah. quick catch up which is just like just goes to show and then they get fucking nuked and then catch right back up again. And that was... Resilience! And that was mostly due to the United States, once again... Oh, our fault again. Doing the exact what? same thing that I had just we described. We from our mistakes? What? We keep doing well, the same things? What? Well, because it's working. You blow somewhere up, and then you rebuild it for them, and put them in debt to your country... Literally financial debt. You mm -hmm. put a number on it and say, you owe us this much money or we'll do it again, motherfucker. And then, yeah, but like... And then by the time they have the ability to do it mm -hmm. back, it's like, well, we're already in this agreement. Farther, yeah. Farther in. And, um... It's deeper and deeper. But I feel like but anyway, nowhere. By then, we also had, like, our other hooks in them. Like, 7-Eleven. Seven mm. Eleven is an American company, one of the many, many American companies that went over to Japan after World War Two and decided to like open up shop. So like okay, McDonald's. McDonald's, seven eleven, KFC. KFC Really? KFC? KFC is the wow. signature meal to get on Christmas Day in Japan. Are you serious? Dead ass. That is the traditional Christmas. Traditional. It's only been there serious? for 50 years. What? Every the year. Lines around fuck? the block for KFC. Is it because they don't have that many chickens? They have a lot of chickens. Chickens they don't do? take up much space. Okay. They don't have a lot of cows. Huh. Chickens and pigs are pretty... You know, like, KFC. pigs, not so much. It's all about space saving. Oh, so yeah, I can imagine. The smallest thing you can get the most calories out of is probably a fucking chicken. Because you yeah. get eggs and then you get meat later if you want it. Damn. Um, fucking KFC. KFC. Wow. Yep. I never would have guessed. Never would have guessed that. Yeah. Say so if I had asked the question, what is the traditional Japanese Christmas meal? <laughs> my money. 
Fucking KFC. If that was even a multiple choice, I wouldn't have chosen like, that. Yeah. Why fuck. did you throw what? in KFC? That's why ridiculous. Is KFC in there? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fucking wild. And also, insane. convenience stores are not attached to gas stations. They are two separate entities. Okay. Gas stations are usually, if they're attached to anything at all, it's a, um, like, mechanic shop. Oh. Hmm. Which makes I've a lot that. more sense. Yeah, I've seen it? that a lot. <laughs> it makes northern, so northern much states. more sense it's to be like, oh, northern. this is a place for cars, and then this is a place for people. And, well, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes they're, like, right across the street from each other. It's just because convenience stores are fucking everywhere. Yeah. They're called convenies. Combinis? Combini. Combini? Yeah. Combini. It's a combini store? It's just a combini. It's a combini? Yeah. Okay. A convenience store, yeah. That's. <laughs> but, Look. like, they got that from us. That's why it's so similar. Because they learned it from the United States after World War II. We came in and we were like, hey, guys. Guess what? Check out convenience stores. And they're like, convenience store? And we're like, yeah, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Like. Oh, gosh. Um. So, fast forward question. mm Mm-hmm. Self-doubt and such. Yes. Now, what is your most recent self-doubt moment? Most recent. Where you were like, well, this is, well, shit. (laughs) I don't know if it was, like, really technically last night. I definitely had self-doubt last night, but that's also, like, the same self-doubt that's been happening over the same shit. I don't know. It's like... I don't know if I've ever really thought that I was good at comedy, other than, like, maybe the 30, 40 minutes after a really, really good set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the first Feeding. time I did yeah. it that for like 30 minutes afterwards there's that like after the high, yeah. the high. <clears throat> but other than that most of the time I'm really doubting like whether or not I am actually any good at this shit and define, especially like define podcasting. good like do you do you well assimilate that to your success like making a career of it or making the people. craft Making people laugh. laugh. Okay. Making people laugh. That's what comedy is. That's what it's for. That's what it's supposed to do. That's the measure of how good you are at it is how many people am I making laugh? And how often? Um, And like, I do feel like I've recently, uh, I attribute a lot of this to listening to comedy podcasts um, figured out, like, 
like being more conversationally funny and being more uh, like casually funny to people in everyday life and that kind of helps me a little bit with my confidence that I am funny of realizing like oh this is comedy too and I can comes in different forms I can try and you can float through all of them yes yeah comedy is a craft of many faces yes for sure and also like you know trying to figure out what my actual voice is what do you mean by that? I mean that's just the like phrasing that's used by comedians of like what is you know what's your comedic voice or your like style or whatever you want to call it but it's the I think voice is the yeah, I like Probably that. I like that. Once you explain that, I knew what you're term. talking about. Yeah. Um, because, like, there's always been, you know, I, the whole time I've been on stage, I think that's one thing that everybody always, like, complimented me on was stage presence when I'm up there. And I think that's mostly when, what people are talking about when they say you're, like, comedic voice. And, like, sometimes you find that you you're like sort of copying somebody else's comedic mm-hmm. voice that you like idolized or learned from or even just like that you thought fit with your own style or format and I never really thought that I was like you know doing that exactly mm-hmm. I always thought were, that I, I was like I kind of do have my own voice already don't I like I feel very original I feel like I, I'm not you don't, but yeah. then I start like overanalyzing that. I have overanalyzed it, but like, you know, like Bo Burnham. There's a lot. I can see a lot of similarities between mine and his, but there's like always a lot of similarities between comedy in general. Comedy in general. Yeah. There's a lot of premises that are just good premises. There are a lot of um, <clears throat> like subjects like topics and subject matter and stuff that like people who grew up in a similar time and fashion are just going to associate with like you know me and Bo both being millennial suburban kids is just is what it is we're gonna have a lot of the same trains of thought so there's that (laughs) but also Watching Bo Burnham and seeing his comedy and stuff always makes me a little, you know, self-doubty again, because that... Back to that comparison. Oh, he's, oh, same age. Oh, I'm supposed to be doing the same exact thing on that same dude. All right, I'm supposed to be that good. I'm supposed to be that good that fast. Yep. I'm supposed to be perfect. What? Yeah. So? But in reality, did you do all the work that he's ever done? Probably not. Like, because typically people that have the, like, I don't want to say get rich quick mentality, but it kind of is. Like, it's the, I'm doing this for money now. Yeah. Um. 
There's a comedian on Facebook that I'm friends with. And, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say his name, but he... Yeah, that's he, what I said, from where? He likes to name drop. Ah! I might know who you're talking about. I think about. you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but he recently posted about how, you know, things are not going so hot for him in his comedy career and stuff, and I was like, hmm. Because, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk shit. But, like, I didn't, I w he was, you know, he came through and he toured here and he did, like, a couple of sets here and I was, like, not super impressed. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he just was very showboaty. He was very, like, name-droppy of, like, oh, yeah, I've been to the comedy there store and this and this and that. And his proclaimed Yeah. And then, like, hearing level that. Level of fame. It, you know. It it was just him peacocking. Yeah. To know that was like a and little bit of a like oh from that from okay. and like that's one thing about comedy that comedy has shown me again and again and again and is again is nobody that's really doing it is showboaty like that. Well, not that. That's not what I was initially thinking. But what, like, it's just that comedy. is it's shown me that anything is possible actually not anything but like a lot more things than you think like you're capable of a lot more than you think you are mm -hmm. and things are not as hard as they seem from the outside yeah like signing up for an open mic it's not difficult to go up there and just tell a few jokes on a stage and at an open mic most of the time Open mics are lightly attended, and the crowd is made up of other performers that want to see you. And especially if it's your first it's a time. starting point. Yeah. And, like, me going up at an open mic was the first, like, thing of, like, oh, I can... The first time you were on a stage? Uh, other than, like, a church play for okay, Christmas. Okay, so you did do... Like church oh, well, stuff. and I did, there was a homeschool, it was gonna be a play, but it turned into... Like a theater group or it, whatever? It turned into being a movie. Because they, we needed to have takes. <laughs> we couldn't do it all in one shot. Ah, Because okay. homeschool kids. <laughs> yes. Um, Yeah, so it was definitely, um... So it wasn't your first ever... Right, it wasn't my first ever experience. Um, yeah, gotcha. In front of an audience. Well, Steve. in front of an audience, pretty much. Okay. But, um... I don't know. Other than, like, reading... There, uh, there was... There would be weekly readings at church where... You'd be in it front was, of people. You'd, have to, you'd be in front of people, but you'd yeah. have a script, or and it'd be right in front of you. You didn't have to memorize anything. But you were anything. the center of attention, though. Is my I guess point yeah. I was making, like not necessarily center of attention, but you had attention on you. Right. Got it. And like, the church that I grew up doing that in was the one that's right around the corner now, and that was also like an open mic lightly attended 
It was it's my family church. of yeah, like it's a very small church, eight to ten people or whatever, and then like um, four other families maybe. Not even there okay, was like, like two families, two other families, people. and then like three other people over small the age of sixty-five. Okay. Just wow. Okay. Like wow. twelve Six. people, Six. including eight of them being my family. Gotcha. Or like 16 people, I would say, I guess. Um, so never more than 20-ish. Right. Like an open mic. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I would have to read the Bible in front of all of them. But, I don't know. That was always just more of a chore than anything. It wasn't yeah. really... Didn't make me nervous. Didn't really... I did, before a church play one time, um, threw up, and it was spaghetti. But this is before 8 Mile. Was it, okay, so it was not your mom's spaghetti? It was my mom's, was mom's spaghetti, mom's spaghetti. Yes. Okay. Yeah, mom's spaghetti was on my sweater already, and this was before Eminem said a <laughs> fucking peep. Like, I don't know, I don't know if that's actually accurate, but it was definitely before I had heard Eminem. Gotcha. So I wasn't copying anyone, if that's... Eminem's gonna sue me for this. Um, but yeah, I did. I got so nervous I threw up. Damn, okay. I don't even remember if I actually went on to go on stage. I think I might have not. But I don't remember. And it was the same audience as the reading the Bible at church. Yeah, but it was you're just, performing. Yeah. You weren't just reading. Yeah. You were putting some talent behind there. So, pressing this fast forward button again. Paint me a picture of your realistic idea of where you'll be in five years. Because five years is a long time. Hmm. I feel like for you, it's, it's a long time. I mean, a lot could definitely happen in yeah. five years, especially comedy career-wise. Yeah. Especially if we move to Austin. Like I said, your ideal five years. Like, I cannot current... see that far ahead. I, it's just literally impossible. I got, like, three years tops, probably. Okay, take me there. So, take year us. one this year, um, uh, how long is the school thing? 44 weeks. Helms, what? A year, practically. Well, okay, so what's I'll the finish end? finish out December. December, okay. So, living here, you know, just saving money, trying to get a car, whatnot. Um, you know, the boring, tedious stuff that the cards told me to just trudge through like a fucking buffalo. It's the year of the buffalo, people. Is it for real? I don't know. It's not. Okay. No. Gotcha. Right. Wait. Oh, were... what is it the year of? I don't though? know. I haven't looked at this one I don't know. That's why I asked. Yet. I was like, I don't know this year. Um, so, trudge through this year like a buffalo, which is my favorite sauce, but <laughs> I just, Three it's years. one of my least favorite things. It's drudgery. <laughs> it's tediousness. Oh, no obstacles.
obstacles. Obstacles. <laughs> I hate I hate doing the same thing all the time, but I also hate change. It's that mm -hmm. TD versus TL thing again. <laughs> yes. But the then the next year we fucking we've got a car. You've got a fucking cert or degree or whatever the it's diploma. called. Diploma. I have a whole ass fucking diploma. You got a diploma. Papers, baby. We moved to Austin. Papers on. I'm gonna have a whole wall. You notice, right? Like a whole wall. Paper. Nothing but paper. Um. Yeah. So we go to Austin and. uh from there, I think that um, I can't really, like, I don't want to sound cocky. I don't no, want to. No, no, Take me through, like, the we get there, blah, blah, blah. I do this, this, and this for my comedy career. Like We this. get there. I start hitting up open mics and getting on every single fucking podcast that I can and getting every single person on my podcast that I can. Okay. And just cross pollinating the gotcha. fuck out okay. of this cross pollination. Thing. That is the number extreme. one thing, and it's the one thing that I can't fucking do here because there's nobody else that's you're recycling podcasting. so much. Yeah, yeah, you're recycling so many. Um, I mean, I can get other guests and yeah. stuff, and I can cross. I meant for stuff, your cross pollination podcast wise, like podcast yeah. wise, and then on top the of that, same like level comedian where you're at wise and, too. Like, yeah. I can get people from, like, Columbia and maybe some people from Atlanta. Yeah, but that's but not I'm here. I'm just not in those scenes. Exactly. To, You're not implanted. And getting somebody to drive, city. like, two hours to come and be on my podcast. Or when driving two hours level, to yeah. bring all my shit. You're not and, that level yet because you don't have the resources to... Right. But if I'm in Austin mm -hmm. and somebody has to drive 30 minutes to be on my podcast... Joe thirty minutes is a better if Joe of a fucking Rogan drive has to drive Austin thirty minutes too, though, because most people are coming into the city at a thirty minute drive. Most people are yeah. doing that daily right. in Texas I in general do that because every Texas morning. is a huge Here. fucking state. Yeah. Georgia, not nearly. Georgia's more of like a you're closer to the fifteen minutes away people than yeah. anybody else. Right. But Texas, I feel like it's going to be a lot of. 30, 30 minuteers up there. You yeah. double that. You double like, that. Like I was saying, if Joe fucking Rogan could be at my house to record a podcast in 30 minutes, I think I'm in a, a good spot for podcasting. Yes. Like, yes, you are. Just seems like a ideal situation there. And not just him, but like everybody else. And then Kill Tony is there, which is a good, like, Talk about cross-pollination. Holy shit. Um, and reach, because you two. Right. Fuck. Yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Huge. So, Live. get on get on podcasts, get my name out there, do open mics. I feel like I have the talent and the experience and... Once I'm there, I'm going to be able to put in, like... Because once we're there, I'm going to dive all deep, into this. Yeah. At it's least gonna for... It's going to go deep for a... For a bit. Fuck ton. Yeah. 
Um, and just... I know you're going to have to take breaks. I already know that. I know you're going to have to take breaks in that hectic of a... But if I can start getting paid for stuff, then I won't have to do it every single exactly. day. Yeah. Like, exactly. Four mics a day. Like, if I'm getting paid, then, you know, I just go to that one show that day and, you know, or, you know, also hit up mics. I don't know. That's what fucking Hans Kim is doing. He's mm-hmm. all over the place, which, like, I would love to do that, especially if I have my own car. At that, so is that, which, like, in the... The, the year, first year of being that's like so yeah, second good. year, second out of that's your three years? the same time as the podcasting stuff. So second year out of the three years that you're painting? Yes. Okay. The first one is this. Halfway there. The year, and then the... Halfway to the third year. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then third year is like, you know... I don't know... I don't know about, like, touring and stuff. If I ever get to the point where I think I'm at that level of, like, I could make money across the country or, like, maybe an agency. Because, like, you know, there's probably a shit ton of comic Mm -hmm. agencies in Austin by now. They know. Oh, yeah. They They know. know. Yeah. Um, Or if, you know, the podcast takes off, because I do believe in this podcast and I do think that I am good at this too i think arguably i'm better at this than i am at stand-up but even though i've been doing this for less time i've really been doing it for longer time because it's talking and i feel like it's because it does your like you were saying it's your two halves Mm -hmm. having something to do (laughs) well problem with podcasting is i have to have something for my other half i have to have something for td touchy dewy brain to do which is like, the, like, these little wooden puzzles are fantastic for. Thank you, Corey. Yeah. Even though you <laughs> don't listen. Um, <laughs> only hurts a little. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I understand people not having time to listen to two-hour podcasts. Yeah. Which we are at, by the way. Well, we're almost done with your... Oh yeah, that's right. You're three. So I, that's where it's like starts to, timelines start to diverge. If the podcast is doing really well, just starting to find, finding somebody to invest in the podcast or having enough of my own money to invest myself in the podcast. Coasting. Actually being able to coast per se. Like coast on craft. Right. Well, like... Investing enough money, getting enough money invested in the podcast that I can actually start making it a production that is able to make money. Getting the right microphones, getting the right cameras, getting an editor, getting all the Patreon set up, all the everything, you know, to where I can actually make money doing this, which would be, you know, finding sponsors, doing all that shit, which is like, you know, been in the place... It is all about, like, comedy and comedians and stand-ups and podcasters and all that. Like, there's going to be people around that want to fund the good ones. Like, just like I was talking about with the agency. So it's really, like, a decision point at that point, which I'll use my Split Universe app and see whether I should be primarily a stand-up or primarily a podcaster. But I feel like one is going to have to take priority over the other at a certain point. 
for the sake of for the sake of money stuff and well not necessarily money like, stuff but like? just i feel like there should be a focus even though i'm going to do both always yeah yeah it's still like something I'm gonna have to be heavier on one side at some point right because if i am you know like even if i hire an editor i'm still gonna be there for the editing mm -hmm. and you know be like okay this needs to do this and this needs to do this it's just i'm not the soul good entity. with that shit. Yeah, that has to take on that whole I get very realm. frustrated with editing and computers very easily, and I know that's a like personal flaw, but like it's just a It's tedious. Like you yeah. said, you don't like the tediousness. Right. That doesn't work well in your brain because it's having to yeah. focus on one sole thing and you have no other thing that you can be doing at that time. It's not a task that you can have a multiple chain going to create the productivity you need. Right. So it makes sense as to why, like, that's not a strong suit of yours, and that's fucking fine, because, like you said, you can pay people for that and just be there. Right. And be fine. And just direct. So still in Austin, or do you ever see, that would like, be branching the, out? Or that would be the point, because, like, stand-up, you Austin? can't... Right, home base would okay. be Austin, I think, pretty much rest like i don't know about forever because like who knows like yeah. i said i can't even yeah. see five years ahead but like i mean for a bit at least and then like if it's if i'm doing stand-up like shit you said you want to travel like go over the at least the country and i'm gonna be baking and too and you bet Canada your ass i'm gonna do showcase showcase yeah. is my goal only problem at Showcase that point is the fucking and... farm you'd have to... Well, my farm's going to be tied into my bakery. I'm going to have my employees that are working okay, at my bakery and shit are well, going to okay. be tied into that. Helping like I'm, take care of the I have already... Yeah, I have already thought all of this through. I know exactly how I want to formulate it. And, like, I had only needed to take the next step of, okay, what can I do next? Like, what can I feasibly do next that is not too much before uprooting my entire life to another state so like this was just the next feasible thing yeah that is manageable at my current time here too yeah all right we made it to year three yeah press the fast forward button a whole bunch Feel like we definitely got the gist of your tarot reading for this yeah. whole podcast without having to say explicitly what it is. I think we did say explicitly. <laughs> was it was yes, it ever said? Okay, I couldn't remember yeah. if you explicitly said like, okay, yep, this is what. <laughs> yeah. I just let it flow because I already knew that I wanted to ask you like, I knew I I knew I wanted the self doubt question and when. That fucking reading happened. I was like, perfect, because that's gonna already put you in the placement of I don't past, like I, present, future. yeah, the past, present, future. And then I wanted to do a five year thing too, but I didn't know how I was gonna fit that in until all this stuff. So I was like, okay, Clever. well that flows too with the Clever girl. <laughs> I'm good at extraction. I know how to yeah. weave things to figure things out because I just want to understand things. That's all I want to do. That's all yeah. I've 
ever wanted to do is understand how things work and how to make them work certain ways. Like, well, we might just turn it. every episode four into this. Because <laughs> I enjoyed this. Okay, I enjoyed this too. This is fun. I, I feel like if you're gives you a chance to, because you're you know you're in the other episodes too. So mm-hmm. like, I'm a floater. This gives you a more prominent role. I think. I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's a change that. It's also more is. in line with our relationship dynamic. <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs> I I uh, feel like I am that person of getting you to have structure where you need it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so you gonna ask me the the end question, or do you have your own? The end or? question. Ooh. Do you have your? Your own one. I think or... I'm gonna have my own one. Little Andrew came up to you and said, Today, right here, right now, this derby car is shitty as fuck. How would you help that little Andrew out? How would you be like, hey buddy, we're gonna get through this? I would say, you wait right there. And I would go and I would get my tool bag and I would take out the, all the tools and start showing them all the coolest ones. And I would uh, start showing them the whole process of how to go through and create the perfect derby car, what parts mattered and why you had to make it a certain way and how we were going to make sure that it was the correct weight using my drug scale. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you used or no? No. Well, I'm sure it was similar. It had to be measured in grams. So, like... Oh, no! I would laugh my ass off if you totally used a actual like you know I don't think intentionally bought as or sold no, as drug scale <laughs> no it was definitely like a shipping scale gotcha. or a food okay. scale like they all are though okay so um, offering help tools but yes you ain't going in alone little buddy yes yeah that's what I did every time at Bricks for Kids when a kid was having trouble with something or trying to figure something out or needed to, like, I would not... Would they come up to you and say something? Or would they, would you notice, that was just something you noticed sometimes? On a regular, and there were also car races. We had a ramp where you could race Lego cars. Okay, so it was applicable. uh, Yeah, almost Mm -hmm. exactly the same. And while I did agree... Like, so both of the lessons were applied when I was teaching the kids the lesson of, like... You can do it on your own. Yes, you can do it it for you, but I'm not going to help you. But I will teach you how to do it. I will give each kid a fair shot and just as much help. Like, 
I'll show any kid how to, like, okay. You're not going to rig the game. Wheels, a center column. No rigging. Wheels at the back, and then, like. Nothing's rigged. From there on, you can make your own stuff. And Lego makes it very easy to do that, though. You don't have to have tools or. Yeah. You're not at risk of cutting off a finger or something, so. So, yeah. Is that I a. I like it. That's a good place yeah. to. Yeah. That's a good place to, uh. And ski. Deep. Kill your own. Yeah, but Got it. if it was really that secret. You wouldn't have heard about it. Yeah.